0: All right, my name's uh, Tom Rowley for graduatemedicine.com and what I wanted to share with you today is an idea for what is going on in a general practice consult. When someone walks in over the door, out of the door over here and comes across, sits down in my general practice consult, how on earth is that actually being achieved? We've got 15 minutes. And generally, I've got to work out what's going on and also manage them. So it's not a lot of time compared to most of the other places in medicine, say physician consults or perhaps emergency department rooms. There's more time. And yet somehow in general practice, we are ticking over patients every 15 minutes in, out, in, out, in, out. And what I'd suggest is that the existing models that are commonly spoken about may not represent what's actually going on here. And those models are where kind of we take the full story, then we examine, then we work out, come up with a differential, and then we do investigations, and then come up with the diagnosis, and then manage it. So it's a very linear kind of passing through. And it works when there's time, works for physicians when there's an hour to see the patient and work out what's going on. But in general practice, we don't have that time. And what I found is that there's a better model for thinking about what's actually going on in these consults. And the reason that you might be interested in that is number one, if you're sitting exams, it's extremely useful for KFP cases, which is where I developed it from, but also it can be used for actually seeing patients and going, hang on, I'm a bit lost here how do I get back on track or for GP supervisors that if you're supervising, uh, GP registrars or other GPs and reviewing a case, then it's extremely helpful to actually go through and know this. So let's drop in and consider how to what, well, let's look at the model for what's going on. Okay, so what do I call it? It's called dynamic assessment structured management. So the patient walks in and typically they will give me a story about what's troubling them. So it can be started by a question where I normally leave with, hey, what, what brings you in today? Or what's going on for you? How can I help out? And they will tell me a story. And now it's not some of those consults where it's like, hey, I need a medical certificate or I need something relatively simple, but there's a problem that they've got. And they're going to tell me about that problem. And normally I'll let them speak. And in that time, while they're speaking, I'm actually developing a list in my mind about what could be going on. And that list is a list of diagnoses. What could be happening as an underlying cause for this patient. Now, As they finish their story and I've got this list, I begin then working through and thinking about the questions that I can ask to work out what that list is and reduce it down. So at the beginning of the consult, they might be relatively open questions where the answers to those open questions are really helping me rule out and go from eight or six down to perhaps two or three or in a different situation where there's only perhaps two or three differentials, I might get more specific and come through and begin just asking about those questions. In the first case where there's a longer list and I've got those open questions, I get the answers to them and that list starts to shrink down. Then I can move into more specific questions to actually ask out and work out exactly which one of those diagnoses is going on. Now as part of that list generation idea, I'm normally thinking about borrowing from Murtagh and using, okay, what's probably going on, what's possibly going on, and what I don't want to miss. And typically I will, even if I know what's going on, I've got the diagnosis, I will then still check in with a couple of don't miss questions to make sure that there's nothing nasty going on for this patient and that I can then be safe in progressing and making sure that yes, I know what's going on. And then also that I've ruled out what's not going on, what I wanna make sure that there's not nastiness there. Now this procedure could then continue through into my examination of the patient that I already am moving through with a smaller list or even a single diagnosis. And then I examine the patient. Now what might happen is I may find a sign on examination that does not fit in with my differential. I have to add in another possibility. But generally, we'll be going through and confirming what is going on with that patient from the small number or the single diagnosis that I've worked out from from my history. So basically, what I'm doing is thinking about what those differentials are and then asking questions to work out could it be Uh, diagnosis one, could it be diagnosis two, could it be diagnosis three, confirming that on the examination couch and then coming back to sit down typically with the patient, explain what I found. At that point, I may have the option of saying, yep, I know what's going on and moving through to a management of that patient. It's very hard to manage patients if I have no idea about what's going on. On the other hand, if I am down to a smaller number of differentials and I need to work out between those, then I can think about what kind of formal testing I could do in order to get those results and go, yes, it's diagnosis A or it's diagnosis B. So they might be formal pathology tests, so sending off for bloods or uh, helicobacter uh, testing where they're drinking the stuff and then having the, having the counts come back it may be radiology, x-ray, ultrasound, CT, bone scans, MRIs, you know, that's about the limit of GP level. I'd certainly be reluctant to go to specs or PET scans or anything. That's not really general practice, but the purpose of all, and then the other thing that could be sleep studies or referrals, nerve conduction studies, other items that are going to help out, work out what's going on. But notice that In this model, I I know what I'm doing. Why am I doing those tests? It's not from the story that the patient gave me, but rather it's the story, plus the history, plus the exams, refining my differentials down to a smaller number. And this can actually be done in six minutes, seven minutes, maybe on a complicated case where there might be multiple differentials or the patient has already multiple existing conditions, then it may take the full 15 minutes to work out what's actually going on. Now, if they do those formal tests and come through and I get the answer and I know what's going on, great, I can move to management. There's two other options that are possible out of that experience of them coming back. So number one, I don't know what's going on. And then I can put my, my uh, referral to a specialist and say, hey, look, I have, this is what they presented with. This is the history. This is the examination. I thought it was this and this, but I sent them off and the exam and the results from the test did not confirm that. I don't know what's going on. How do I send you Uh, Can you please have a look and work out what's going on? Is it something rare or is it an unusual presentation of something common? So I send them off to specialists and they come back and help me out with the diagnosis and hopefully a management plan for that patient. The second option is to run perhaps a therapeutic trial. So this is probably where it's an uncommon presentation of a common condition. I'm like, well, let's see, maybe if I give you a PPI and we'll see whether that chronic cough disappears. You know, so that kind of option is another one. And it's almost like uh, it's a therapeutic trial. um, It's a trial of treatment. And if it gets better, then that also, that information can feed back in and confirm the diagnosis. Once I know what's going on, then I can move down to management and actually manage that patient. So in summary, this is a model for working out what's going on in the limited time that GPs have and its usefulness is particularly in KFP and OSCE, it is useful in working as a GP and it's useful in teaching as a GP. And so in summary, basically patient comes in, I think of differentials, I work through and dynamically refine my differentials using the skill sets of general practice, history, examination, investigations, and then coming down, working out what's going on and moving them into management. All right, so if you have found this useful, um, I hope you have, then you can join me for other trainings over at graduatemedicine.com or also subscribe to us on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and look forward to uh, serving you again with some more helpful information about general practice and improving general practice in Australia.